The following content is not suitable for a work environment. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings, and welcome to episode 33 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, Tyler and Dave from Tadpog join us to talk about the crazy world of board game video game crossovers. Now where did my beer go? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. It's time to flip the script a little bit. We're going to talk about board games based on video games, and vice versa. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? How is it going? Um, can I go to bed now? <laughs> no, you must, okay. you must be a slave to the show. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we've brought in some ringers to be slaves as well to the show. Uh, it's Tidebog again. What's up, guys? We missed you. What's up? Hey. So I probably will be taking my sleep meds in like half an hour. So just be prepared for that. It's going to get so, wild, guys. What, about 15 or 20 minutes after that, it's going to get golden? Well, yeah, probably because I am drinking that uh, Fire Shine and Diet Pepsi as well. So <laughs> Okay. Uh-oh. This is good. It's not going to just wreck your shit with drugs and alcohol. <laughs> we do that anyway. It's fine. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed, indeed. All right. So, what have you guys been playing lately? Who are we starting with? Paul, you want to go? I can go. That's fine. <laughs> so, with uh, our favorite games around the corner, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Secret of Mana. I'm pretty excited about that. It's been okay. I died to one of the bosses. The third boss, I think. He's kind of a prick. Which um, one is that? Uh, the spiky dude who bounces around like a ridiculously large bowling ball with spikes on it. Okay. Yeah. He, he yep. can be an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I need to level up more, really, is what it is. Um, <laughs> you need to playing, get good. Pretty much. I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest VIII. Uh, that's really about it, aside from a game called Avernum. Which uh, used okay. to be the old the old game called Exile, if you remember that way back in the mm-hmm. day. He basically rewrote it into a new game called Avernum and rewrote all of his old uh, games. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited to get all those. I got this one for a steal of a dollar twenty five when it was on Steam sale. Nice. I think I did too. I don't know what it is. I that might so be I'm like oh, it's like a dollar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that might yeah. be why I know the name of that game, but not the game <laughs> <laughs> because um, I may have also bought it. <laughs> It is an old school role playing game in that uh, basically there is no voice acting. It's all text based. Uh, you pl- you have a party of four characters and you basically romp around the world of Avernum, which is the underworld beneath the service world that you were exiled to. Cool. It's pretty fun. Right. I think you'll enjoy it. What are you guys been playing, Dave? Tyler, you want to go? You go, me go. Uh, Shining Force Two. Ah, nice. Pretty much Shining Force Two. Um, I'm kind of stalling out on it a little bit. Really? That's surprising. Well, yeah. I've never had That's a perfect run on it before. And this so, so I'm going to do a perfect run, run which, because I didn't know about this, all throughout Shining Force, you will find chunks of the mythical. 
Yeah, yeah. Just randomly scattered throughout the game. Yeah, I found one back behind like the castle or mm -hmm. something like that. Right? There are 15 pieces of mythical in the game. Okay. And toward the end, you find the world's best blacksmith. And each one piece of mithril, he will turn into, can turn into a, le a legendary weapon for one of your characters. So oh. you give him a mithril, he'll say, who am I making a weapon for? And you pick one of the people in your army, Ronald and they'll Reagan. be like, all right, come back. So you leave town, you come back, and there's a certain percent chance he, you will find whatever weapon. Like, how do you mean? Like, a, there's like a 4% chance he will have made you the best weapon for that character in the game, uh, a 20% chance for the second best weapon, and so on. And you're playing it on Steam, right? The Sega? Yep. Uh, you, can you save state in that? Yep. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Yeah, let's nice. say, man. I'm working on getting the most difficult one to obtain, which is the one for Slade the Ninja. That he, he his weapon is the only one in the game that has an instant death effect, which is kind oh. of a big deal in that game. No shit. So it is a super small percentage, and I've done about fifty restarts. Wow. Trying to get the geese on. Does so, that include bosses? Uh I I doubt it, but even if it's normal enemies. Yeah. See, I didn't even know it was a thing. Like before, when I played through it as a kid, like I had no idea about this. It was oh, somebody's got mithril, so I just got shit weapons. That's the well, still they're not shit. It's still no not matter what, it's comparison. one tier up from what you already have. I got you. But it can be up like three tiers up if you get lucky or just restart and, until you happen to get it. So there's 15 lotto tickets hidden in this game. Yep. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. They're not necessary though. No, I mean I. I don't think I had any of the ultimate weapons in my playthrough. I didn't have a, bit of a problem. I'm asking all these questions because we do need to do a Tenfold episode <laughs> on that game. <laughs> we'll get to it like a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little more. Yeah. You guys just want to do it now? I mean, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's get it over with. I think I, have like, I think I have six or seven more fights and I'll be done. There aren't that many fights in the game, though, right? Not really. Yeah. So that's basically going to be a Todd Pog, huh? No, I'm committed to playing it. <laughs> he said with enthusiasm. <laughs> well, if you start it and you hate it, we'll just then we can just do it. I, I am going to give it a shot. I've watched. I've watched the uh, opening scene, mm -hmm. and that's okay. The the it's a little cartoony. The story is more abbreviated than I've remembered. Yeah, but it's it's still all about the battles. There are things that I like about it for sure, which mm -hmm. I'm going to save. Um, until I played it all, yeah. and, and you know, uh, I'll actually kind of try to stay on topic of uh, <clears throat> for a loaded card. In, in total fairness, I did bug out completely on Pokemon Uranium, that was yeah. carried by Dan. <laughs> I liked all your descriptions of the Pokemon, yes, that was that was probably my favorite part of that whole episode was just like blindly being like, Here's the picture, describe the Pokemon, and having That's Paul right. just be like, What the fuck am I even looking at right <laughs> now? Great. I love it. And, I don't, it's just uh, me doing my best. <laughs> I loved it. I thought you did a good job. I don't. Um, so I don't watch the video cast. I listen um, on my on my podcast app. Through, yeah. uh, your RSS feed, and I always want to throw like four extra S's on RSS. Um, mm -hmm. And so I didn't know if you were actually like throwing up the images of the Pokemon on on the video stream or or, or not. No, unfortunately we not. 
Yeah, we, we didn't was, get that far. I was frantically googling the, the Pokemon <laughs> that you were that you were naming, just to, we, just we, to like grade Paul. Yeah, they, <laughs> they had them all in the show notes too. Yeah, they they were all linked in the show notes for the the Pokedex entries from the their the site that they had. So, if you, I don't know how the particular uh, app you're using works but usually you can view like more information and it'll it'll yeah. if i i'm on the, my game and actually like do show notes for the episode um the all the links will be in there if we mention usually if we mention we'll put it in the show notes it gets there unless i just have a really shitty weekend when i'm <laughs> throwing this show together i was about to say you're doing better than me because uh, i get some criticism sometimes where it's like you said this is in the show notes and it's not and I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't have shown <laughs> right? I'm just <Yeah>, shocked. <laughs> what? <laughs> Would you access our website from your rotary phone? In, in, in total fairness, on that one, that was all carried by Dan. Pokemon Uranium was basically Dan doing all this diligent research and just some guy doing his best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that game and, sounded kind of fun. It, oh, the slog. Like, it was a decent RPG story as you were playing it. Some of it was predictable. Some of it was really tropey, but it was a decent RPG story. It just was ridiculously slowed down by all of the grinding and combat. I'd like if I hadn't RPG. Yeah. If I hadn't ridiculously cheated with the rare candy and like, yes, I, I would never have finished the game. Like I just Maybe. wouldn't have. Dude, I even did that. And I stopped giving a fuck with the, yeah. with, through the first chapter. <laughs> It it was it was not good. All right. All right, Dave. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a lot of different stuff. My my big jam right now has still been River City Ransom Underground. We we recently did an episode on that. Uh, but man, oh oh, I love that game. That game, I love that game. Um, <laughs> you found it so hype when you uh, start oh, talking about it. Again. Man, I just love it. I just want to. Is, is that like a a bad dude style game? Am I thinking yeah. the right game? Ransom? Yeah, have you ever played River City Ransom, the original, on the NES? Probably a incredibly long time ago. Okay, so it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up with uh, RPG elements. So uh, you buy food, which changes your stats, and you buy books and stuff to learn techniques. Uh, and it's really kind of neat because it's an open-world uh, beat-em-up. So you can explore the city of uh, River City. Uh, by thought <laughs> it was gonna rap for us. Man, I listened to that that song on fucking repeat all the way home the other day. River City nice. Handsome. Oh man, yeah. it's so good. It's a very good track. Um, so River City Ransom Underground is um the essentially the sequel to that game, uh, which just recently came out, and uh, it is fucking awesome. Uh, it, it's a great game. Uh, I am gonna be playing this one for a long time. I think. Um, other than that, I've been um, playing a little bit of Super Bomberman R. Uh, I mm -hmm. just, I've been fucking around with how to stream stuff from uh, the Switch. Awesome. So I might be doing stuff with that. The thing with streaming is always, I'm like really amped to do it. And then it like gets time to do it. And I'm like, mm, I think I'd rather just play this game in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... Starting to stream a lot more often. Um, I'm actually trying to get like a very consistent schedule of like Sunday night, Monday night, Wednesday night. And I'm streaming pretty exclusively Elite Dangerous right now because it's just a lot of fun. And if I'm, I'm going to be playing it anyway for a couple of hours, I might as well stream it and bullshit with people while I'm doing it. Because yeah. a lot of the game 
it's a really good game for streaming, which is sounds really weird because it does not on, sound like it would lend itself to well, well depending, streaming. Depending on what you're doing, like it's a really slow game. Like there's a lot of uh basically, I mean, you're sitting around waiting for things. So it lends itself really well to talking to an audience because unless you're in the middle of combat or something crazy is going on, like you you can be really conversational and it, it lends itself to that really well. And I really love the game. So I figure it's good for me because I can talk to people about stuff while I'm doing it. I don't know. That's that's mostly what I've been playing. Uh another game I've been messing with, like just came out and it's fucking crazy, is I've mentioned on the show before uh a game called Freestyle Basketball, like Freestyle I 2. That, yeah. It's an MMO crazy yeah, yeah. cartoony basketball game. Well, they have a new game called Freestyle Football, and oh, it's for Christ's sake. it's soccer. Yeah, so because I like, imagine that the that they're a Korean based company, aren't they? Yes, they are a Korean based company, and I think it's I can't remember. It's three on three soccer with a goalie, and it's just it's it's a fun game and it's hilarious. So, so you got any news for this week, Dan? Kind of, and this is going to be interesting just because of the timing between now and when things are happening. So this is actually something I'm writing a blog post about that I was trying to write it last week and the internet ate my blog post, which is really annoying. Cause I hate it when that happens. It, well, I was using the, there's a blog app for the hosting company that we use, Squarespace, and it's really poorly rated, which is kind of funny um, because all of their other services are really, really good. Like their hosting service is great. Everything else they do is really awesome. But the iPhone app for blogging is like a star and a half on the store and it's just like wow like that's what you want yeah but everything their analytics app is really really good like everything else is really great but mm -hmm. their blogging app is a star and a half so why use I, an iphone to blog anyway because i was at my car dealership getting my car service and i figured while i'm sitting around for an hour i might as well work on the blog post and mm -hmm. i had my phone with me checks out yep pen and paper <laughs> <laughs> but pen and paper <laughs> But then I have they to just burn it in hopes it get hope it gets to internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just put it in an envelope, write internet on it, throw it in the mailbox. <laughs> All right, fuck it, I'm done. So, so that actually makes me like I'll go on a tangent here. So I wonder if there is a weird thing that happens if you put something in the mail and address it to the internet, like the post office does for letters to Santa. Let's try it. Put it in Eisenhower's wanna... tube over there. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna drop a beer in the mailbox. Addressed internet. Okay. Wouldn't we're like a fucking fart in church? <laughs> no, sorry, I couldn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. What to I, do I was I was looking for a yes and and just uh -huh, coming up know, coming up right? empty. <laughs> It's like drunk internet. I uh -huh. don't know. I, Somebody yeah. will pick that up. It's already yeah, drunk. I, I think you know, like when you're in sociology and they tell you about like when you see a man getting mugged in like a crowded street, no one stops to help him. I think mm -hmm. that's what just happened. The Good Samaritan bias. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Bystander. You out retaining that information. Yeah. Jesus Sorry, Paul. Christ. That's okay. That's so nice. <laughs> So the what makes this interesting is I'm I'm finishing up this blog post or rewriting this blog post and it'll go live tomorrow, but this episode won't come out until Monday. So people who don't read the blog post, I can talk about this. So there's a really crazy shit that's going on right now with uh 
the Ubisoft game for honor and their weird, weird microtransactions policy and how they have their like micro microtransaction store set up. And someone did the math and realized that it would cost more than $700 to unlock all of the cosmetic items for the game, oh, which includes, which includes character taunts and animation changes and stuff like that. Like stuff that doesn't affect the game, but it is, you know, if you really love a character, you want to add more taunts and do more cool shit with that character. Right. Right. But to unlock everything in the game that is a $60 game, it costs over 700 additional dollars to unlock <laughs> everything else. Or if you grind it up and use the in-game currency that you generate to unlock all of this stuff, it would take more than two and a half years if you play <laughs> only two hours a day. Oh, I wonder if you have done that day. for Overwatch. Because there's a ton of stuff to unlock yeah. in Overwatch. I was going to say Heroes of the Storm, man. I know you yeah. can spend thousands of dollars, yeah. I think, in mm -hmm. Heroes of the Storm. But, but what gets crazy about this is that Ubisoft's reaction was that their PR guy said, they never intended for you to unlock everything in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and fan response is, motherfucker, I paid $60 for this fucking game. I want all of the shit in the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is a $60 game. Why do I not have this shit to begin with? And they're mad. So they were pissed off. Ubisoft response. They're even more pissed off now. And now there is a ongoing campaign to boycott the game for honor on April 3rd. <laughs> so why, why April 3rd? Because well, they're just they're picking a date oh, and, okay. and like trying to get every for honor player to agree to not log into the game for 24 hours. Okay, no problem. Here's what I'm going to do. Well, so the thing is, what makes it even crazier is that, so the game only launched like three weeks ago, I think, and has on Steam lost 50% of its player base. Like oh, it's, wow. it's taken mm -hmm. over a 50% dive in concurrent players. Damn. I have a solution. Uh, I'm going to take a beer. I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to write, <laughs> I'm just going to write four otter on it. I'm going to put it in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> you done yet? Yeah, I'm yeah. I see Dan laughing hysterically. Yeah, Paul's, Paul's uh, portrait is motionless. Yeah. Paul, I think there's something wrong with your connection, buddy. You froze. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. I love you. It's gonna be back. It's gonna be back. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, that was that was that was good. Just uh, ass hurts. <laughs> no, it just came back to bite me right there. <laughs> and now I feel bad. I'm sorry, Paul. No, no, I, I, I did that for comedic effect. <laughs> there is one of the news that okay. is a surprising amount of uh, esports are continuing to grow. In that, Joe Montana, Hall of Fame quarterback, has invested in Cloud Nine. Yep, interesting. And yeah. a whole, and several other people are part of that uh, like the Reddit co-founder. A lot of a lot of a lot of people, but specifically, I was more surprised that Joe Montana is just like there's this 59 year old man just be like, oh sure, here's some money, I'll do this, yeah. it's fine. I don't understand but it, but I'll do it. It's a, they consider it a good investment right now. Yeah, because it's cheap. Yeah, and it and it might it might blow up. So it was holy monkey. That's a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> all kinds of sports figures, including LA Dodgers owner Todd Bowley. Uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana, Andrew Bogut, uh, Golden State Warriors co-owner 
I'm not going to try to pronounce that name because it's uh, an Indian name and I will screw it up. The, one of the Tesla board of directors, just a lot of people have invested in Cloud9 alone. So is Cloud9, um, I'm, I'm a little ignorant. I know that their um, competitive team for Heroes of the Storm, do they play any other games or is it? Legends, they, have, no. they have a huge League of Legends team. Uh, they play Overwatch. They play CSGO. They play, they basically play everything. They have teams that play just about every single competitive sport. Uh, okay. Are you familiar with the uh, competitive uh smash brothers world like um i know that it exists uh beyond that not really no are, are you aware of a player named mango um i am not i'm familiar Chris with Katan? Katan? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep yeah very familiar yes monkey bone saw it a hundred times i'm familiar with mango <laughs> sentinel <laughs> but other than that, no. so, so there's a a very very infamous famous uh player for super smash brothers melee whose name is mango and he's he's a member of cloud nine like he's okay. one of their players okay um but just a quick look at their uh page they have uh league of legends which i'm a huge fan of their league of legends team um counter-strike hearthstone overwatch call of duty smash brothers dota 2 vainglory uh h1z1 king of the kill yeah it's it's a zombie game similar to please tell me it's set in arlen texas i hope so well the funny part is i think king of the kill is made by the same guy that did a new game called battleground which is just hit alpha and like made 11 million dollars or something like that and is all over every stream site in the world right now that whole list and i was like yeah, don't ever want to play that. Don't ever want to play that. Don't ever want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> but they're the they're the big competitive games right now. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see River City Ransom Underground on that list. Unfortunately, it's not. It's yeah. not. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I feel like I um I might be like a amateur league player. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. 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 You're probably the only pro league player right now. So you are king of the kill. Yeah. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna th- issue a challenge. We should put together a team, you guys. I'm just saying. I think you're the best little Nemo player in Western Kentucky. That I'm, you're probably none, right. Bar none. I'll take credit for that. I probably am the best little Nemo. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe in the whole state. Yeah, I'd be willing. I'd go that far. Possibly. I'd go that far. I want to play that game now. It's a good game. It's a oh, good it's a game. good game. Yeah, it, it is. is. Dream Master. I like right. to read. I like to read some of the comics. I think I've ever read any of those any of those strips. Um, they're really they're really interesting. Um. The uh, Winter McKay, uh, the Little Nemo, the original comics from like the twenties. Mm-hmm. Interesting is a good word for it. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. There. They're like um, not funny, um, and they're they're. I guess like whenever I read them, I'm like, mm, okay, I could see people being entertained by this in its time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something if like the like what on American Pickers they'd stumble across and be like, well, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> This was very popular in the 1920s. I've just got to have this. I've never seen any Little Nemo in this sort of condition ever in my life. And it was in this dude's barn buried under six feet of hay. People love this shit before they invented drugs. <laughs> and there's a guy on Pawn Stars coming in and offering him 20 bucks for it. <laughs> I get Little Nemo. I got an expert on that. I went, I went to that shop when I was in Vegas. How Did much you? of an asshole is he? Yep. It was weird. None of them were there. Yeah, and they were very explicit when you go in the door. Like, nope. 
Chumley is not here. Rick is not here. No, no one's here. Look at yeah. all this extremely expensive stuff. Walk around and then leave. That's yeah, all you did. <laughs> yeah, basically that's one of the things that they're criticized for now is that they they basically almost never show up at the shop mm-hmm. unless they're filming something for the show. Not a surprise. I mean, yeah, the shop I is would. super small. Super yeah. small. Yeah. Like how big are we talking? Like there was like there was a line because you could only allow so many people in at one time. Sure. Because it's just it's basically it's like a narrow high school hallway. Wow. Because I mean I was surprised by it. it. Looks like they've added on to it, but it's it's super small. So it got too big for its purchase. Yeah, I think they all did. That's fair. I think everything on A and E basically is too big for its purchase. <laughs> yeah. Hey, board games. Yeah. Yeah. Board games. That, that was a thing once. Yeah. yeah. So it's also in the twenties. <laughs> here's my thing with board games i enjoy playing board games but i have a, since i'm such an avid D player mm-hmm. that normally like i will avoid a board game just because it's like we could just we could just play D. just play a session of D. yeah so it's always but once i start a board game i'm good I, I enjoy it but it's that decision to go into the kind of board games we typically play like yeah. an adult board game is usually a game that Six people, and it's going to take four hours. Sex dice, you mean? Sex dice. Right. <laughs> yep. Tyler, you remind Put me. Put your keys in the bowl, grab the dice. <laughs> you remind me of my dad when it comes to board games. Uh, because you and he, <laughs> womp, womp. You, you and he both have the same mentality. And it's like whenever a board game like comes out of a closet, you kind of like turtle up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, God. are we re-? like You don't say it, but like it's written on your face. Mm-hmm. It's like. Fuck, are we going to play a board game? It can, also, like we'll we will explicitly make plans to play a board game. We'll bring over a stack three feet high of board games. Yeah, usually and it's they, me. They always just sit there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll bring the fucking board games over to the house and I'll be like, uh, who wants to play board games? Yeah. And then everyone's just fucking silent. And yep. it's like, cool. Thanks for organizing <laughs> this board game event. Yep. <laughs> the only time I'm generally on on board with uh board game so to speak cards Hey-o. against humanity is always fun yeah yeah that's about the uh, only time i'm good with it yeah one of our friends here in uh, atlanta is a av- avid avid board game nerd and like i mean dude has a room in his house that is nothing but board games like just it's a bedroom but it's not a bedroom it's just it's got shelving units in it that just have are piled with board games and he, he'll like maybe once a month do a board game night and you know we just go over there and it's like we have no idea what the hell we're going to be playing tonight but we're gonna we're gonna play some board games do you actually you end up playing them for real oh yeah yeah because yeah. he's he is that avid well yeah. he also to to our advantage really likes he's like a hobbyist bartender so he like has all of these crazy cocktail books so you go over to his drunk first oh he well you walk over and he just goes hold on i have an idea and he like will go make you this crazy ass cocktail and hand it to you and be like what do you think and you oh this is fucking awesome or like yeah i don't like it that much and then he'll make you a different drink based on your impressions of that first drink it's it's i would just keep saying "Mm, (laughs) (laughs) make me another friend dave the key yeah. is to liquor people up before you start with the board games. It, it does okay. sound like it. I've learned something here today, guys. Yeah. Well, if I have my, my uh, Dave and I, our friend Wiley, if he is with us, then I am far more apt to play a board game because I think also really like board games. board games are so cumbersome with the rules and learning through it. And Wiley is very good. Like you need like a board game 
proctor to just like yeah. to be there and walk you through it and then like if I don't have to worry about remembering a hundred different rules, yeah. I'm going to have a much better time and I'm yeah. far more apt to play. Well, and that's, that's the, definitely the case with our friend Christopher is he is, you know, he knows the rules to these 7,000 board games that he owns. And so you don't have to worry about it. Like he will just explain what you need to do on your turn. And after a few turns, you basically get the gist of it. Fair but, enough. Yeah, I'm not good like that. I just show up with a board game. And I'm like, here yeah. it is, fuckers. I don't even fucking bother. I just show up. Is Cards Against Humanity here? Yeah, cool. We'll play. That 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 I do love to play. That's an easy one. That yeah, because it's so easy and fun. Mm -hmm. They made something very simple, elegant, and well, not elegant certainly, but it's something very simple, crude, and hilarious. Elegant the same way a blowjob's elegant. Fine, works. How is a blowjob elegant? That's a very good question. Um, <laughs> It's simple and it wife? works. Wife? <laughs> <laughs> I just hear wife. Oh, God. <laughs> She's the most elegant. She's the most elegant. <laughs> this got awkward. awkward. Oh, no, no, it got elegant is what it got. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's ignore the elegant in the room. And continue talking about board games. We're not on cam right now. I'll get elegant. <laughs> While we do this podcast. Dude, I'm standing. Right. I don't have pants on. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I never have pants on, Dan. I never have pants on when we record this podcast. All right, Paul, stand up. Come on. I am he standing, standing right up. now. Oh, you are standing. I see. You don't sit. He has a no, standing sit. He has a sit stand. Oh. oh, that's right. I remember you telling me you got that. Are you enjoying it? I love it. I love yeah, it. A lot. I kind of want one. Probably the best 500 bucks I spent. Yeah. I would get tired of that shit real quick. Yeah. But you can stand. Yeah. But I also work on my feet, down. so I'm get I get tired of being on my feet. Just yeah. sit back down, buddy. That's why it's adjustable. Okay. All right. In fact, I think this is the first episode we've done where he has not done the silly rise thing at the rise beginning. Rise from your grave. Altered. <laughs> he like he'll, he'll intentionally he'll intentionally from your grave. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do I'll do it later. I'll I'll do, I'll do the sit down thing at the end of the episode. Okay. It'll be fine. Granted, the most I had to say something, right? Yep. <laughs> I think the adult board game that I've played the most is probably Arkham Asylum, though. I very much enjoyed that. our time playing Arkham Asylum. Even the first time we played it, it was myself, Dave, I think Nicole. I don't know if Josh played with us. We had a, well, I mean, we had a big group. I can't remember who all was there. But we played like just trying to figure it out, played until the sun came up, just trying to finish it and beat it. It and, did take like nine hours oh yeah and then then we mastered the rules and the game took seven hours <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> nice I, I will say one thing um i did very much enjoy the little fierce cast that you guys did it was amazing good I, I really really want to play that now <laughs> we've got another one coming up on the horizon not little fears but call of cthulhu oh so i'm going to be Get doing hopefully a four or five part Call of Cthulhu for the for the show. I still want to play. Probably the board game I have played the most of collectively is probably Munchkin. Munchkin. Oh, yeah. okay. That yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'll play all because I've played like thirty different versions of Munchkin, and they're all hilarious and fun, and it's it's a good game because it's really fun if you have a bunch of people. Like if you have a good group of like five or six people, it's a really fun game and it's really good for newbies. 
Like if someone's yeah. never played the game, because it has like just this weird mechanic where it is it's a competitive multiplayer game, which is kind of funny. And the goal is you're the first one to get to level 10. And you do a lot of stuff to screw over other players and you're encouraged by the rules of the game to cheat whenever right. you possibly can, which is always really funny. Um, and the more you play with people, the more you pick up on the ways that they try and cheat. Like uh, one of my friends always tries to like keep more cards than he's supposed to have by holding uh -huh. his hands under the table. Oh, I do that and, every time. Uh, I play. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, a, a lot of people by do the this. way dave spoilers oh yeah. no i've played with you before <laughs> <laughs> i don't cheat in pretty much any other way but i always have a fuck kind of cards yeah which I is funny wear long sleeves well that's why you you call someone out and be like all right let's count your cards and then like that's why you wear long sleeves then they have to discard a whole bunch of stuff what i do is actually i bring uh three extra decks and hide them in my pockets <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute we're not playing munchkin cthulhu don't don't worry about that card <laughs> no, it's, fine. it's fine it's fine that's also why i like playing with new people <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but one of the cool parts about the game is that there's a there's a point where as someone is learning the game like one of our house rules is always the veteran players are not allowed to attack the newbie until the newbie attacks a veteran player I see because it is the it, it's it becomes like a built-in valve where like as the person watches the veteran players attack each other and screw each other over and do all these all this little stuff and they grow comfortable enough with the play turns it usually takes only about two or three turns before they attack someone too um, but they they will bring it upon themselves to be like oh hey I can screw, you know, I could screw Paul over on this turn and they'll play a card and it'll make Paul's fight harder. And then everyone knows like, okay, you are now fair game. And, you know, they're told this at the beginning, you know, we will not attack you until you attack someone else. When you are comfortable enough with the rules that you attack someone else, you become fair game just like anyone else. And and then it gets fun because usually that's when they, they start cheating and they start doing uh -huh. all kinds of silly stuff as they watch other people cheat. And they're like, uh -huh. oh, okay, this is weird. Like, I've never had a game encourage me to cheat and break the rules and argue <laughs> interpretations of cards and like you have clearly never played for Bill Belichick. No, I have not, but <clears throat> most people in this universe haven't, thankfully. Sports reference. <laughs> 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 Sports thing? Okay. Yes. He's, he's, he's a, a pro football coach notorious for cheating. Oh, well, okay, okay. He's notorious for doing things that aren't technically against ones. the rules. They're not. They're not technically against the rules, but they're what's totally cheating. It's like, it's like what's his what's his name? Uh, Pop Warner. Like he was notorious. Like he would he wouldn't cheat, but he would just like do something, and then the football federation would have to come in and make a rule against it. Huh. Like okay, well you can't put the football underneath your shirt to hide it and then run down the field. Yeah, it's illegal. Did you know they based Papa Smurf off of him? I believe it. They did. <laughs> I got to listen to a crack podcast about, about Pop Warner being like, yeah, he just like, it was like if, if Mighty Ducks, all the trick plays in Mighty Ducks were in, in real, real life, life. <laughs> it's, it's this guy. <laughs> nice. All right. So with the board game, board game, board games out of the way, what video games have you guys played that are based on board games that you think are like notable or kind of cool or like, like, um, actual conversions yeah like mm -hmm. so one of the ones that i can think of like one of the earliest games that i ever played on a console was 
for the Sega Master System, and it was a version of Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think and, Monopoly's come out on like everything, right? Oh, it yeah. it had literally uh, like looking into the Monopoly for this this show. Oh, like, excellent. It it has come out for everything but the current generation of consoles. Just wait. It's out. Oh, it is out already. Then then it, Wikipedia has not been updated. Hasbro, <laughs> it, it's it's on. It might be because it's falling under Hasbro Family Game Night, which is the entire package. But it is out. I have it. I have Monopoly as well as Risk Factions and one other thing, another game that I play with a friend of the show, Dan. They're all out for Xbox One, at the very least. I remember playing that on the uh, NES. Uh, that was a that was a big deal for like a night. Yeah, then you realize that you're playing a fucking board game that you could just go play the fucking board game. Yeah. yeah. Reality it, sank in. Yeah, it wasn't as fun on the NES, believe it or not. <laughs> I believe it. But there's some other weird games. So one of the probably early, like again, or even earlier than this, games that I played that was based on a board game was this weird game called Sleuth. I love Sleuth. And I loved so much. my aunt owned it because she was a elementary school teacher so she had this old ancient computer with a floppy disk with you know sleuth on it and i played it up until probably 1990 ish but like yeah so it, it's a text-based version of clue it was an old ascii huh. art game wasn't it yeah. uh there were older versions than that that were completely text-based and no ascii oh, wow. and uh, the one that i played had no ascii which so i mean it was just you I had a, the ASCII art game where you basically were running around the map trying to figure out wh- who who done it really. Yeah, yeah. Like that was the uh, I think a slightly later version of it, but this one it was uh like I mean it was Zork kind of text based. Gotcha. Trying trying to play Clue basically. Huh. Cool. Because you play the private investigator role in that, where yeah. you're basically roaming around trying to pick up clues, trying to figure out who's the mm-hmm. one who killed the butler. Yep. And you only have a limited number of turns, I think, too, yep. that made it even harder. Mm-hmm. And I think I only beat it like maybe five or six times in the you know dozens of times I played it because I was only a kid. Because <laughs> yeah, if you lose, the murderer kills you. Yeah, like you basically clue. So I just want to say that I think Tim Curry's my third favorite actor of all time. <laughs> of all time, third of all time, third. Who's the other two? Harrison Ford. Hell, that <laughs> <laughs> made Melissa laugh across the room. Uh, Brian Cranston. Okay, number two, okay. number fair. one, uh, Stephen Root. Love Stephen Root. Root. Who is Stephen you Root? Uh, you probably would know him mostly as um, someone took my stapler Bill. from oh, from uh, Office Space. Space. And yeah, he was also uh, Bill on King of the Hill. Oh, okay, cool. And he's yeah in um, ta- what's that radio show with? I don't know. He's done, he's like the best character actor ever. Absolutely. He's, he was fantastic as his role as the judge on Justified, too. I haven't seen that. I would highly recommend I've, 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 I've heard a lot about Justified. A lot, a lot, a lot about how good it is. It's very good. If you have Amazon it's Prime, Kentucky, doesn't it? It does. It does. Okay. Indeed. So, sorry. You mentioned Clue. So, I had to, you know, of course, <laughs> steer the conversation away from, you know, doing the actual topic of the show. Yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. So, another one that I know that was people loved and went all absolutely crazy was uh, Risk like risk factions yeah. for the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. that like everyone and their freaking brother bought on Xbox Live Arcade and played for I don't know like 6 months. Yep. I remember I when that came out. Um I 
for, I cannot remember why I didn't get it. I think it was because I was like, I remember when everyone was going crazy over it. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. And then I think I went to the store page and I was hovering over the button to purchase it. And I was like, oh man, I forgot I hate risk. <laughs> and then I didn't buy it. <laughs> oh, that's um, fantastic. We always like, I remember playing that as a kid, like in fifth grade and we would just, um, it was fun, but we would get, it would take so long that eventually, uh, we would just all just start being wildly aggressive. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Okay. We were doing it right. Turns out you've got your job is to take over the world. Um, speaking of risk Uh and, and to answer, uh, your question, Dan, um, there is a game called small world. Uh, okay. by a game company called Days of Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, which is a it's a risk-like game, uh, but they've simplified some of the mechanics and the gameplay it takes about, I'd say maybe like 30 minutes. It's a, it's a short game um, that's all about conquering this continent that you're on um, and you play as different races, uh, like lizard men and mm-hmm. uh, humans and halflings and stuff like that. Yeah, start a race war. Okay. Start a race war. Helter, good old helter skelter. Good old right. fashioned race yeah. war. Uh, so this uh, this game and all the other Days of Wonders uh, Days of Wonder board games, mm-hmm. they have done amazing conversions uh, for Steam for yeah. tablets. Um, it is to the point. Like I think they've done such a good job with their games. Like uh, they're they're also um, the guys who do airlines euro uh they do ticket to ride uh they did such a good job with their digital versions that i prefer to play them over the physical board game because they're 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 faster um and the art design they 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 nail it from uh the conversion i was just about to ask if you played small world 2 on steam oh man i love it it's it's only 10 bucks that's not a bad price at all plus it is cross-platform multiplayer too uh, I think I own it on Steam. I definitely own it on my uh, iPad. Um, it's it's great on it's great on both. Yeah, I do own it on both. Uh, I don't own the expansions, but um, I'm down to play with pretty much anybody who's who's listening. Hit me up. I do DTP. like TV. Apparently, it's only ten ninety seven to get everything, including the. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all the DLC is ten ninety seven. The bundle is actually fourteen sixty six. I think it's worth it. That sounds like a decent price for all of the expansion packs, too. It's also a nice, I love it when uh, game producers do that because it is a nice way to pay less than a physical copy to try a game out. Because, I mean, I mean, these games are like, game, board games are fucking expensive. They're like yeah. 60, oh, yeah. 60 plus dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes a hundred plus dollars. Yeah. It, it's, it, it can, it, I mean, it is an expensive hobby. I was going to say it can be an expensive hobby, but it is certainly an expensive hobby. Um, so I like the, I like the option to play a game digitally, uh, and pay like 15 bucks instead. I mean, look at Dungeons and Dragons The look, just a a single book alone can run you upwards of $60. Yeah. 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 So just a quick search on Amazon right now, the dark souls board game Uh is $104. Jesus Christ. The doom board game, which is supposed to actually be pretty good is a hundred dollars. No. I'll just go play Dark Souls. There's I already a, own it. There's a Witcher. And just Play-Doh you rip apart. Dark Souls the board game. <laughs> right. You ate, you craft something that you love and then then you burn it. Whoever <laughs> you're playing with, yeah, tears it apart. <laughs> Sacrifices it to the sun is what they call it. 
<laughs> that's awesome but yeah like so so they definitely especially video game related board games like board games can get super expensive especially when they involve lots of pieces I but mean, it's crazy to me that they're more expensive than the games than the video games <laughs> I, mean, I, feel, I feel like the most recent doom was a lot more expensive to make than the doom board game absolutely but it also made a hell of a lot more money and yeah. the doom board game is a very niche market and it will not make as much money by any stretch yeah. well they're not helping themselves by making a hundred dollars you get my money sorry buddy well like it's gotten a lot of good reviews and it's by a company that makes a lot of really good board games fantasy yeah. flight games oh uh, yeah okay i do like yeah. fantasy flight yeah, and they do some tabletop stuff too. Yes, mm -hmm. they do. Like we've been playing uh, Star Wars: Edge of the Empire. Nice. Yep. I was gonna that mention Star Wars. It's uh, it's it's pretty good. We've been we've been enjoying it so far. It takes some weird getting used to because it uses special dice. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Always a little awkward, but I don't know. It's I it's got some promise, and if we you know keep going with it and and you know just get used to the dice, like it'll it'll work itself out. I think. Yeah, I, I honestly think that it's doing really well already. I think we have a very smooth time playing the game. The mm -hmm. only time that we really don't is when we're trying to figure out who's going, whose turn is going to be. Yeah. So are you guys playing like over Roll20 or something? Or yeah, are you using a virtual are, yes. tabletop? Okay. Roll20 cool. right now. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. So other weird board games that have made a transition. Uh, one of the ones that I can think of that was really popular for a while, and it's died off a little bit, uh, games like Scrabble, specifically mm -hmm. Words with Friends that, uh -huh. you know, everyone played yeah. on Facebook for like, you know, three Forever. months <laughs> until everyone realized that everyone else was unscrambling the words on a, yeah. on a web page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I was actually reading something earlier today that was someone talking about playing Scrabble and how he, the, the moment that he decided like that he was not going to lose anymore in Scrabble is when he found out there were a whole bunch of legal two letter words oh, and, sure. and there's like 20 or 30 of them. And he just <laughs> memorized the letter combinations and like, lost 50 percent less games because he knew <laughs> because these he two. knew all of those yeah because yeah. he could just snipe these the little like multiple point things just because like they'd be one letter you know a triple word score would be right off the fit like something and he'd just play an x onto it and like just annihilate people because you just snipe all of these little points here and there and they couldn't combat it basically you reminded me of a um a documentary that i saw a while back called uh word wars uh, which is about competitive Scrabble. And uh, the documentarians followed like these three or four uh, hardcore Scrabble uh, competitors. And they get into stuff like that where it's like they're memorizing these words and they're like really, really like getting down into the nuts and bolts of the game. Peggy Hill style. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Humans Bring are absolutely ridiculous. I can I can prove to you how humans are ridiculous because you just said the words competitive Scrabble and no one said anything. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that's the thing I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Like I no one like was like no one, yep. no one batted an eye. Yeah, Cloud Nine's on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you talking about competitive Scrabble and people memorizing things uh, reminded me of this story from it's from 2015. Uh, so they they do competitive Scrabble like it is a huge thing in some parts of the world. Uh, so there's this. There's this. No, this is hilarious. So there's a dude named Nigel Richards who in 2015 won the French Scrabble tournament. Like so, this giant France-wide Scrabble. Scrabble tournament. Scrabble. <laughs> Scrabble. <laughs> 
Scrubbly. <laughs> he doesn't speak French. I know. I remember reading <laughs> oh, about this. Man. <laughs> he literally memorized the just French for... dictionary. Just learned all of the words. Oh my god. And assemble them in a sentence. Went to France. He's the three time he's the three time world Scrabble <laughs> champion. So like he is just ridiculousness. But he you know uh they hate him. You know they hate him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker. Doesn't him. even live here. <laughs> <laughs> First Lance Armstrong shit. Now we got this gotta deal with. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, I've heard Lance Armstrong's pretty good at Scrabble. <laughs> pretty good being fake. <laughs> oh god yeah apparently he had he only studied the french language for two months before winning the tournament damn that's funny that's some catch me if you can shit that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a dude who should like apply himself differently in life like if you could achieve that it does kind of feel like one of those mm. things where it's like i mean you could do I don't so know. much more yeah what the the guy who memorized found the pattern in um pressure no luck. whammies no whammies no whammies yeah, pressure pressure luck. Luck. Thank oh you. yeah yeah, he could. He was a an out of work milk delivery man, I believe. Yeah, and he just, just sat there and watched tape after tape of Press Your Luck and realized that hey, there's only four distinct patterns. I'm gonna go on this show and win everything. Have you guys you seen sure that did. episode of Press Your Luck? Yeah. Oh no, man, it is amazing. The, the host is like, what the fuck it's, is going on? It's amazing because like the, they have to. He goes on a streak for so long that it's a two-part episode of a game show. That's like, awesome. To close nice. it, like there's a green screen where like the host steps out and is like, "Okay, well, let's see if his luck continues next week." And then they roll credits. <laughs> and then the let's see wow. if his luck continues after an intense investigation. <laughs> that is actually pretty crazy. I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. There is a one hour, 21 minute documentary, essentially, on this guy. Nice. Uh, I'm going to link that shit in the show notes, so I'm giving that to Dan. Oh, damn it. He's giving me work. This is is a YouTube (laughs) link, dude. You you literally have to put Control-C, Control-V. And then I have to think of a funny name for it. You're making me do work. Let's workshop it real quick. No No whammies, no whammies win. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Stop. Uh, his name's Michael Larson, by the way. Michael Larson. He was a Michael uh, Larson truck driver go. from southwestern Ohio. I think the reason I stumbled upon him is because I heard a rumor that uh, he turned out to be a murderer. Uh, so I was like, let me look into this guy because I don't know why. I guess because I couldn't sleep one night. Because why not? Uh, Did he get it all in cash and it got stolen or his house burned down when he was away? I also like heard that, yeah. that he is the hook man from uh, the urban legend. Title? Um, I know what you did last summer. Yes. <laughs> the man who got no whammies. <laughs> Do I win? The day sure. when all the whammies We'll, we'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> the day the whammies died. I was about to say that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so one of the card games. Well, I was going to say, there was one last board game one that I wanted to mention. Because... Okay. She, one of the best games I think ever made, Battle Chess. Battle that's Chess. Fair. That's fair. uh Josh right? Like that uh, game, I don't know. Like it was the most fun chess game I think ever made. Just the, like watching the death animations was yep. fantastic. Like, yep, that's that game is why I learned how to play chess. Um, we had it in my typing class when we were done with our classwork. Uh, when we were done typing, the uh, quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog fifty times. We could do whatever we wanted to. And Battle Chess was on a Mac uh, in that classroom. So we would all crowd around it. Um, 
and not really play the game, uh, just try to figure out the moves so that we can make one piece kill another. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys heard of a game? I haven't played it. <laughs> so this is one of these situations where it's like, I hear this game is really good, but I don't know much about it. Who's in my mouth? Who is in my mouth? That's a Dane Cook joke. It is. Um, so it's probably well, somebody else's joke. I don't yeah, That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's actually wow. our joke. Wow. Fuck off. <laughs> um, have you guys heard of a game called Really Bad Chess? I have not. No. Really Bad Chess is a, uh, a mobile game that I've heard a lot on a podcast I listen to uh, every, every time I can called uh, The Besties. Um, and Really Bad Chess is a chess game. It's just like a 2D like old MS-DOS looking chess game, uh, but none of the pieces move the way that they're supposed to. So um, essentially every game is, um, I guess you could say unwinnable. They also <laughs> seem to be really, really weirdly configured. Like there's four bishops where uh -huh. it could be a couple of knights. And then on the white side, there's just all knights everywhere. Yep. Four queens. It's chess with it's totally random pieces. I was going to say, there, there is actually a style of chess that is actually championed by Bobby Fischer, I think, uh, called random chess. Like, it's yeah. literally a you style of chess. Yeah, little things. Uh, but but he, he thinks it's better than normal chess because in normal chess, it's basically just who can memorize the, mo the most moves. Right. Yeah. And, like, random chess completely throws all of that out the window, and it's all about knowing and understanding how the pieces move and work together and yeah so i do like that he's a big proponent of random chess because he thinks it's a better measure of skill and less measure of as conversation as cgp gray puts it who's the best human calculator yeah <laughs> like, who's the best human computer because <laughs> that's basically what chess is yeah you know i remember when i learned that and i was like oh i don't like chess anymore yeah <laughs> Because that's definitely what I do when I play chess is actually try to, I, I don't have openings memorized. I know some people who have openings memorized. I know yeah, yeah. A, one of the guys I deployed with always every game opened up with a thing where if you screw up, like you can win the game in five moves or something like that if your opponent doesn't do this specific counter. And so it was always just really funny to like let him do three of the moves and get all excited and then just like, boop, uh, you're screwed now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got these guys all way out of position and now I can capture like three of your back row pieces because you're a dumbass. <laughs> so is Bobby Fisher's random chess? I mean, is that essentially um, like this, like this game uh, where he like just takes random chess pieces and puts them on the board? The actual... Apparently, official name for it is Chess 960, <laughs> and it is it is literally it was invented by Bobby Fischer, which is kind of funny. That is um, but yeah, like there's a big Wikipedia article on it that talks about how to how to set it up and all the weird rules variants and cool. And, and there's well, apparently they stopped doing it, but they had a world championship for a while. I'm gonna check that out. That sounds pretty neat. Chess was a thing that Something. I um, always interested me, and then. Like we talked about, I realized that Human I didn't want to memorize a whole bunch of well, shit. See, I still, yeah. I love chess. My dad and I played it a lot. That was one of our first bonding things. Like, I want to teach the girls to play chess so fucking badly, but they could not give less of a shit. It's going to yeah. take so much bribery <laughs> to even get it to work. Brainy Jr., I know, I know she would be amazing at chess. Yeah. If I could just get her to do it, but yep. nope. 
Is there a stick? Is because hey, you want me to? Now? I'll buy you this if you play chess. No, that's okay. I don't need that nice thing. It's, it's <laughs> wow, all, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like you just need to get them playing battle chess, and then they'll be interested. There you that's go. True. That's fair. We need a new battle chess. Someone, someone, get on that. Or put chess in Minecraft, and you're golden. <sighs> you're right. Yeah. With a younger two, that would totally work. I'm more apt to get my two-year-old to play chess with me. Well, instead of like, this is great. What you do is um, you just install a Minecraft mod where instead of like logging in with a password, you have to play a game of chess. <laughs> and I'm, there's there's a yes. battle chess on Steam. Before you can log into YouTube, you have to play a game of chess. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new battle chess on Steam that costs 30 fucking dollars. $30 for battle $30. chess? $30. No. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I like battle chess and all, but nope. Yeah, that's that's a. I'll just take mushrooms and play regular chess. Thank you very much. <laughs> mushrooms, wash it down with absinthe, and good fucking luck for the rest of the day. <laughs> all right, card games, please. So, actually, I'm kind of disappointed that Munchkin hasn't been made into a, a video game. I'm surprised, honestly. I'm surprised too with as many different kind, different versions of Munchkin that are out there. I just wonder if no one has licensed it yet, or if they have licensed it and it just we haven't seen it yet. Like I don't know. It it's really surprising because it seemed like that would be a really good, just online card game that would be a lot of fun. But I guess part of it is like you can't you can't cheat online yeah. as easily. Like you'd have to code in methods of cheating or right. multiple interpretations of cards. So it'd be probably a little harder to do than a normal like card game. It'd but, still be fun to try, though. But I think for the most part, a lot of this is, I mean, people just taking collectible card games like Magic the Gathering is a huge one. And oh yeah, it's all over Steam and Xbox and PlayStation now. And, and there's uh, all kinds of free apps for it that you can just play yeah. online. Yeah. And then there's like, so amusingly, there's Elder Scrolls Legends like just came out right. finally. Um, that's That's very, very plays a lot like magic hearthstone is probably the one of the biggest ones in the world right now like it is so freaking popular a lot just like overwatch because it's so simple uh-huh man you know you know um hasbro uh had to have been just super fucking pissed when hearthstone came out and was like an <laughs> instant hit and they were like man we've owned magic the gathering for how long and we have squandered it in every single video game release we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And then, wow. so I have I have one on here that's interesting, just as kind of anecdotal for card games. So it's a, mm. it's called Hex Shards of Fate, um, and it was a kickstarted game by Cryogenic, I think. Like the they're the people who made the original World of Warcraft card game, and they've okay. made it crypto something i don't know i don't remember what the hell they're called um the super but dog. crypto the super dog crypto the super dog yeah, yeah we'll go we're going I'm, with I'm it i'm feeling that sleep net a little bit no you nailed that superman reference you're fine <laughs> nice so super what boy, makes Supergirl, power girl all right now you're super, losing it superman. You're, now you're just naming characters superman. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on over there are you guys okay? uh, melissa was trying to choke him out that's fair all right so hex shards of fate yeah. please tell us more all right so the two things that make hex an interesting game are that one it's built as an mmo so it's like there's basically huge online lobbies and stuff like that and they do online tournaments and all kinds of crazy stuff but the other interesting thing is that they 
take advantage of the fact that it's actually a computer game and do things that physical cards aren't capable of, like having three sides. Huh. Like, because there are definitely, there, there are things where you can like, a card will have an ability and it says when you use this ability, flip it. And then it will say, you know, oh, here's a new ability that it has, flip it again. And it'll have a third face that'll be like, oh, when you use this again, flip it. And it goes back to the first face. And they do they do weird little things like yeah. that that make the game a little more interesting. Um, that is cool. But they've had a bunch of expansions now because it's been out for a couple of years now. Um, there's like six expansions, I think, for huh. cards. But yeah, the, the idea is that it is a, it's literally designed to be a digital version of something like magic the gathering to the point that they got sued by wizards of the coast um and settled out of court with them because of something but yeah like it's it's a fun game it's it's interesting there's also the witcher game that came out gwent that was actually a big part of uh pretty much all of the witcher series that mm -hmm. people would literally just sit there and get stuck for hours playing the game inside of the game so they finally just said fuck it we're just gonna throw this out there as a standalone game have fun so yeah. it was good it wasn't like it wasn't bad like some triple triad final fantasy bullshit fuck yeah triple triad <laughs> fuck that shit that Hell was yeah, awful fuck it the only in-game card game i've loved is the one in xeno gears fucking love the shit out of that i played that in real life with cards yeah yeah yeah, I haven't, I haven't played the card game. Oh, I cannot tell you how to play it. I just remember I took it to church. Really? And I played it at church with my youth group. I know what we're doing oh. for a Patreon episode. Fuck yeah, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd nice. love to do Xeno Gears, man. But that is a... That's a time sink. That's a game yes. I've started about a billion times yeah. and never finished. It's hard It's hard to keep going. Wasn't you have to kind of reach a certain point. Wasn't there a really weird card game at KOTOR? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was. I can't oh, remember. Gosh. I can't remember what it was called, but I, I remember. Kazak. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, I just remember it being really, really weird. Mandalorian it's Massacre. Weird. I think that's what it was called. Mandalorian was Massacre. Um, that was a card. That yeah. was a legendary card. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a really weird kind of math game, and, and yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Math Blaster. Yes. Yeah. Math Crunchers. <laughs> Number Crunchers. <laughs> And, and speaking of weird math, uh, there's a, another game that I want to talk about called Sent Sentinels of the Multiverse. Um, it was, again, a Kickstarter project that was a, an actual board game, giant deck building card game. And the idea is that it's basically uh, kind of PvE where you have a boss that everyone's fighting and you pick a character. And it, they created this entire fake comic book universe. Like none of it, there are no actual comics, but like, all of the cards have like are for each character have a whole bunch of stuff that have uh like they have quotes from specific issues and like stuff like that and it you know references the issues of these comics that don't exist which are kind of hilarious but there's a version of it for steam and for android and ios that is in some ways better than the card game like the actual board sit down at the board board game and it's because you don't have to do the hit point tracking and Right, right. You know, you don't have to do any of that crap, and you don't Take have to keeping out. Yeah, and you don't have to like manage the level. You don't have to because like the level gets a turn, the monster gets a turn, its minions get a turn. Like there's just all of this stuff that the computer does for you, and you all you have to do is worry about the cards you're gonna play. And so it's actually been funny that we we play this game at my friend Christopher's house, and he actually prefers the mobile game. So yeah. there have been times where we've actually gone over and brought tablets and sat around his table 
playing Sentinels of the Multiverse on iPads. <laughs> I love it, man. And I get it. I understand. That's how I feel about the board games, too, yeah. because it's like like I can play a game of uh, small world on my tablet so much faster than I can yeah. play like the board game. Yeah. Rather than setting all that stuff up, getting all the cards or whatever the heck it is out, making sure that everybody's settled down, knows the rules, just give me the rules on a on a video game, I'll be fine. Yeah. Are you guys are you guys uh, Hearthstone players? I have played my fair share of Hearthstone. I, I've played it in the past. It didn't hold my interest enough to keep playing. Man, I am bad at that game, uh, which is really disappointing. Because like I felt like I was pretty okay at Magic the Gathering, but like Hearthstone yeah. was just like, oh well, this is a simpler Magic the Gathering that I'm worse at. <laughs> it, it is very streamlined, but that also makes it even worse for people yeah. who are just not great at it at first, because you mm -hmm. will just get your ass handed to you a lot. Yeah. I would say that I'm decent at the game, but I am so far behind the curve on cards yeah. now that That's like it's deal. almost impossible for me to be relevant. Uh huh. The and only card game I'm going to want to play, because I don't know how much of a card game it really is, but man, uh, Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. Oh, Fucking yeah. love me some Trivial Pursuit. And I'm going to say that very funny, like, oh, obli old woman, I love me some Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> Cubs win. Cubs win. Um, they did try to port Trivial Pursuit into a very weird kind of game show thing with the Hasbro Family Game Night uh, stuff that I mentioned earlier, and it just ended up very clunky and did not work out very well. It ain't got shit on You Don't Know Jack. You Don't Know but Jack really, is great. love yeah, You Don't really Know Jack. Doesn't. They actually had Trivial Pursuit computer games. They sure did, uh, but the one I was, I was just looking for something quick and dirty to play with my friends, and it just did not work out very well. We were all disappointed. Did you try anal sex? Um, I don't know how I do that through the internets. I'll show you. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah, we'll show you. Yeah, we got yeah, it. We got you covered. You. Don't worry so, about it. That, that is that is a Patreon reward episode. Patreon episode. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a reward. So when Tadpog gets a thousand dollars, we do oral sex with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, now we got to leave that in. <laughs> so you better <laughs> so a, a funny tidbit there was a trivial pursuit the game released Paul's asshole that's the funny <laughs> bit <laughs> so, no, seriously <laughs> there was a trivial pursuit game released for the Sega CD really yep that sounds all right was the was the CD actually like the completed uh, pie in Trivial Pursuit? It better have been. Better have fucking it, it been. Yeah. been. You brace against Metal Sonic and Sonic CD, and then you pop in your Trivial Pursuit, and you're not done. God, I wish you would have said it was on the Genesis, so you could have fucking like triple stacked it with uh, Knuckles and shit. <laughs> Play as Knuckles in Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> the Game Genie stacked into a 32X with 32X. the Trivial Pursuit right <laughs> yeah. on top. This mushroom fucking looking thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about Trivial Pursuit Aww. ever is the fact that it's in Seinfeld. Um, it, 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 didn't, it did not look like the Trivial Pursuit wedge. Ah, God, fucking Fuck amateurs. That. <laughs> yeah. that is amateur hour there. <sighs> All right. Tabletop games. Oh, about those. This is uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. So Settlers of Catan. That's a good. Yeah. One on also on the Xbox that I watch people play. Yeah. I've never played well. it. Carcassonne, Blake was talking about that the other night. 
Uh, so, Nikki destroy my wife destroys me at Carcassonne every every fucking time we play, and to the point where like I'm a pretty sore loser, and it's like I try to be really nice, but it's like on like the thirtieth defeat, I'm just like mm, I think I'm gonna go to bed. Nikki <laughs> needs to be some sort of an engineer, be it mechanical, civil. So. One of the games that we mentioned on the show a lot that Paul asked. Am I derailing hates. you a lot, Dan? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're derailing Paul. <laughs> Paul's in trouble. Oh, over there. That I don't mind so much. <laughs> well, if you if you really want to derail Paul, let's talk about Blood Bowl. Please oh, yeah. shit. Let's watch Paul be a six year old. Oh, do it, do it, shit. do it. Blood Bowl. You guys have fun. Let's sit down. <laughs> Where are you going, Paul? So, nurse is sore, puckered butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Blood bowl. So, so they've done a lot of these games, workshop games, but probably the one that that is the weirdest and most like tied to its tabletop variant is Blood Bowl, which is a weird football game played with Warhammer miniatures. Yeah, <laughs> and holy crap, is the Blood Bowl game, like, RNG heavy, which is why Paul hates it. Man, I wish there was somebody here who had played it extensively that could yeah. talk about it. Me too. That sure would be great. Someone mm. who would, you know, like, sneezed his snotty load onto a girl's tits before. Anybody. <laughs> anybody that can meet all of these qualifications. What? Where? Who is the slice of the Venn diagram? Where, who, who can we possibly find? There are two games. In my, oh, in my garbage bullshit pile on one of them is murdered soul suspect the other is blood bowl chaos edition i'm not talking about this game <laughs> i'm not talking about this game do you have any of your uh gameplays on youtube or anything still because yep, i remember watching including my rage quit so that's what we need, right? That's all. Is that all that we need to know? Is like to watch that video, and because yep, like you got yep. really mad, I, I got really salty, and I I uninstalled the game. And if there was <laughs> a way to remove it from my Steam list, I would. Yeah, is it too late to get a refund? Do you think? Um, <laughs> it worked for No Man's Sky, right? <laughs> I've never played that, but I heard that was a, just a flaming garbage heap of walking. It was a it, it was, was a letdown in here, yeah. It was a very big letdown. I've I've heard a lot of things where people enjoyed it, but ninety percent of the player base dropped off after the first week. Oh yeah, well they'd walked enough. It's fine. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fit. They got their Fitbit, so they're good. <laughs> but now they've uh, they've added cars. Oh no, they've added cars to No Man's Sky. Too little, too fucking late, pal. Or Blood Bowl. <laughs> Blood now Bowl with cars. <laughs> Now with Lightning McQueen. I would, I would actually try that again if they had cars. Lightning McQueen no, actually would... a bug. Lightning McQueen actually a <laughs> bug. He's actually a bug, not a car. In the Pixar, in the great theory of the Pixar timeline, cars don't, comes don't after do this a bug's life. I hate yeah, this. yeah. No, you do. You love this. This is the worst shit ever. All of Pixar's movies are connected. Uh, yes, I've I've heard this theory. Mm -hmm. Well, is. All right, fuck it. Fine. He's a bug. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I could, I, that's fine. I don't care. Oh, it's also, Owen fucking Wilson. Also, I'm fading fast. <laughs> You're fading? We, I'm fading uh, fast. It's fine, buddy. It's fine. Well, You're right. So why we still have you? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's another 
game or series of games we could talk about like all of the D and gold box games from back in the day oh man they were so good these are good games um yeah. they're kind of hard to go back to um i've got some really super nerdy memories of these games yeah i actually just beat pool of radiance recently yeah. um probably within the last uh month or two i finally sat down and just i'm like i'm gonna beat this i watched nice Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched a playthrough of uh, of it with uh, Pro Jared, and he ah. finally beat it. And I was like, "All right, I'm, I can do this." Like you're talking oh, the old, like, old like the eight gold bit. box, yeah, the gold box cool. of Pool of Radiance. Nice. I've never played any of the uh, NES versions. Uh, I know they did. I know they did a few of um, those. Don't. Yeah, I've heard they're bad. Just get the GOG stuff. It's over on yeah. GOG.com. Go go to Good Old Games. Get those. Those are good. I've and got them, which is really to... sad because <laughs> I haven't played them yet. Because oh. I haven't played them yet. Okay, that's fair. Um, I I remember like really really early memories of like the those games are actually the reason I got into tabletop D and D. I remember being like maybe like in fourth grade, and going over to uh, like a, a a friend of my mom's house or something like that. And then like her friend had a son who was a teenager, and he was playing. I think I think he was playing Pool of Radiance, uh, and I remember just kind of like standing behind him like, oh my god, what it what what is this this looks amazing this looks like it's gonna like get me laid so hard in high school <laughs> um and that that's then i sought out D and uh the rest is history i did not get laid so um but that's okay because i had i had many uh many a fond memory of uh playing uh, all kinds of monsters in D D because i didn't want to be a dirty human <laughs> that's nice. fair did you ever play a draconian Draconian, I have not. No, okay. Nice. Well, that went nowhere. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what? It, what it, my bad. It's a it's a Dragonlance thing. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the yes. race of reptilian humanoids in Dragonlance. Yeah, I've never really played a whole lot of Dragonlance. Uh, we had a buddy in college who loved uh, that setting, but um, that's the one with like Kinders, right? And, yes. And uh, mm-hmm. they use steel pieces instead of like gold uh-huh. and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Steel pieces. They do use gold. That's basically uh, copper, steel, gold, and platinum are the yeah. four grades. It's a really it, everything about it sounds really cool. It's just one of those things that um, I never really had the opportunity to like join a game or something. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Or and I've never read any of the novels either, which kind of yeah. seems like yeah. A, yep. You have to have friends into the setting to be able yeah. to do it. Yeah. And, it's not like Forgotten Realms where you can just pick yeah. it up and go. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We, I was fortunate that I had a group of friends that was into uh, Dragonlance as opposed, like they all disliked Forgotten Realms. So none of, no one wanted to play Forgotten Realms. So we did Dragonlance. And then Forgotten Realms, man, it's got kind of a bad rep, honestly. And then Planescapes came out in second edition and uh, we didn't look back. Like all of our games at that point took place in the outer planes and we yeah. elemental planes and stuff like that and nothing we we never went back we went back to Dragonlance i think once and then we went to uh we went to forgotten realms once i think just to kill elminster as a bunch of demons have a smoking pipe <laughs> yeah. um have either of you guys as anyone here ever played Spelljammer? i have not thought about it i've heard a lot I've, about it too but i never played i it. i have one source book for it i think a really long time ago because it seemed really interesting it's you know D in space basically oh i've never played it but i want to so bad because 
that sounds like a thing that when I was like super serious in the D and D, I would have been completely opposed to because like you are making a mockery of this world and this game that I've built everything around. But now, like as a thirty or thirty something year old dude, I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun as shit. Yep, <laughs> I was the same yep. way, man. Same fucking way. Yeah, as as a teenager, you're just like, oh, you're super serious about everything, and now you're just like, I have so few fucks to give. Let's just fucking do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking D and D in space. Yep, I don't. Okay, why let's not do it? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, to I don't know to close out this discussion of weird board game games. You want to talk about Mario Party? Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Mario Party because it is a weird entity because it's based kind of on a board game like that is the you know MacGuffin to get you playing all of the crazy mini games is that you know there's a board and you're going around it by rolling dice like it's literally a board game except everything is determined by weird mini games instead of actually what you roll I don't know it's it's an interesting concept of there and it's been mimicked a lot because uh-huh. you know Sonic did one that was terrible for the Dreamcast yeah oh man I want to do that game that. Oh boy! We don't talk about that. <laughs> I don't even remember what that game was called. Like we didn't even mention it in our Dreamcast episode, which is kind of there's funny. a reason for that because it was bad. Oh, it was, but it was one of the funniest. Sonic Shuffle, Sonic Monopoly. <laughs> I'd actually play that more than I'd play Sonic Shuffle. It sounds awful. Yeah, it does sound pretty bad. Anyway. I love the Mario Kart series. All of them. Yeah, the Mario parties are fun. Yeah, uh huh. That's fair. Yeah. They were, yeah, I, they were pretty fun. I agree. I don't Mario think... Party 10 is good. I like you can use the tablet. Whereas the tablet can play as Bowser. So you do this cooperative, like the four players versus one like super power super powered player as Bowser. That's cool. So that's uh, all on Wii U. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's they're I mean, it's a matter of time before there's one out for the Switch. I'm sure I mean, yeah. it just is. I'm surprised it wasn't a launch title, to be honest with you. Yeah, that would have been nicer than one two switch, I feel like. Yeah. I've heard one two switch is garbage. I have heard yeah, that as well. Things about that. All of them negative. But really sad. I almost went out and bought it. But like, um, we'll go with just dance with the girls. It's fine. Yeah. That's fair. They can use their smartphone with this. So Oh really? Mm-hmm. There's connectivity between that. That's actually yep. pretty cool. That is cool. You should hold your smartphone to register your dance moves. Huh. Yeah. huh. Have nice. they found a way to cheat it yet? Oh, they played it once and then they have to look it up again. Gotcha. Of course. So there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So I don't know. What do we, do we have? Anything else? Are we are we done? Are we are we tapped out on the uh, board game talking? I have a question. Uh, what is everyone's favorite shitty board game from or gimmicky board game from childhood? You know, things like oh, Don't Break yeah. the Ice. Um, What's another one? Um, gotta be nightmare. Don't wake daddy. I think was one of them. Hungry, Mouse, hungry hippos. Mousetrap. Stuff like mousetrap. Mm-hmm. There's two of those for me. One of them was Omega Virus, Connect and the board. other was Nightmare. Omega Virus is awesome. I'm not yeah. familiar with either of those. Okay, so Omega Virus was you are trying to. There's there's four quadrants on the board. You're trying to shut down, literally shut down the Omega Virus. You've got to collect three. Uh, separate objects to attach them to your character's backpack. They're really articulate little miniatures that you attach the pieces to the backpack, and then you're able to kill the Omega virus, uh-huh. and then you have to get to the center of the board before oh. the board folds up on you. Huh. Yeah, you have a you have a chance to kill the Omega virus because right. it's it's so it's also weird because it's a P 
PVP game. Um, so the Omega virus is literally a thing in the middle of the board that has three buttons on it. I think it's either three or four. I think it's just three. Um, but at the beginning of the game, everyone enters a secret code, one for each player. And then the Omega virus has its own random, randomly generated code. And if you attack another player, basically what you do is you try to guess the other person's code. And if someone guesses correctly, the other person dies and like has to do something to like get reset in the game. Um, I, I think if you have one of the pieces too, they just take your piece. You don't actually yeah. die. Yeah, it, it depends on, on how far you are in the game. There are weird but, circumstances, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's got this really cool premise that you're like on a space station and the Omega virus is like literally corrupting the system AI on the space station. So like you get these weird moments where the, the game will literally talk to you and like the space station will ask for help and the Omega virus will taunt the ever-loving shit out of you. And it's, it's a hilarious game. Like it's so, was really awesome for when it came out. And how old is it? Oh, it fairly <laughs> uh, 90s, maybe like nice. early, wow. early 90s. Uh, it was released 1992. in 1992. I can't yeah. believe I hadn't heard of this. It sounds amazing. It, it is pretty damn fun. If you can find your find it and get your hands on it, it's going to be hard to find it whole. But yeah. I mean, on oh, Amazon, no, you, 119 bucks. Yeah, you'll be able to find it. It's just going to be stupid expensive because yeah. um, it's probably a collector's edition now, especially if it actually works. Um, but I, I, I actually once thought about trying to make an Omega virus mod for like Quake 2. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just because it'd be a fun game type if like, you know, people running around shooting each other, trying to collect the pieces to shut down an Omega, you know, a, a weird thing in the center of the thing while the you know board is collapsing down on them. It'd be really tough to do, but it could be really fun. Definitely. I've spent an embarrassing amount of money on... Um... <laughs> Uh, a game uh, yeah, just, no i said embarrassing <laughs> i spent a country club pat on the back amount of money on <laughs> uh there's a there's a an old avalon hill game that i got i remember getting for christmas when i was seven years old called uh dinosaurs of the lost world um which i was and still am really big into dinosaurs i guess you could say uh and I remember getting this uh, board game as a kid, and my favorite thing about it was it had a solitaire mode. Uh, I was an only child for the longest time, uh, and as I covered earlier, my dad did not like playing board games, mm -hmm. so it pretty much meant um, that any game that had a solitaire mode uh, was a guaranteed fucking win for me. Uh, and if it has dinosaurs in it, uh, it's a goddamn chaos dunk. Uh, <laughs> so I, I remember playing this game and loving it, and then, like, in my, I guess, late 20s, I uh, was thinking about it one Christmas because I was thinking back, like, like, what was my best, like, what's the best Christmas gift I ever got? And it was this uh, Dinosaurs of the Lost World game. And when I started doing research on it, I was like, Avalon Hill made that game? Like, back in the 80s? I know Avalon Hill. Like, why don't I own that game anymore? Uh, and I, I went on uh, eBay, could not find it. And then I was like, well, I guess I guess this quest is over. No, it's not over. I'm gonna like I'm gonna hit up board game forums. And I started asking in board game forums if anybody knew where I could get a copy of this game. Um, and I did find one. And it was uh actually 
I'm not too embarrassed to say it wasn't crazy expensive. It was $90. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if it were a better game it pro- or more or more collectible, yeah. uh, it could have been a lot more money. Uh, but it was exciting to receive that package in the mail. Um, That's awesome. Everything was in there. All the pieces were in there. Like all the little dinosaur cutouts were in there. It was pretty nice. <laughs> pretty nice. That's awesome. So for cheesy board games i'd probably go for hungry hungry hippos because it was just hilarious to like basically whoever could hit that stupid thing the fastest and like adults hate that game oh yeah oh yes oh yes because basically you can't do anything if your kids are in the other room playing hungry hungry hippos because (laughs) that's all you can the loudest shit (laughs) but other than that there was a a game that came out when i was fuck like nine or ten years old uh called hero quest that was yeah. like oh god yes oh, it, it's an awesome game looking back at it but at, when you're nine years old you have no idea how the fuck to play that game so you just make shit yeah. up <laughs> oh god yeah. hero quest was the best so it like was, my, it was D light yeah so my yeah. brother who was like three years younger than me we used to play all the time but neither of us had any idea how to use the actual rules so we just kind of like made up our own rules and played using the miniatures and the board um, and basically made our own little D and D game, but it was just kind of funny. Fuck yes, that's another game that like that. Uh, I looked, uh, I looked for it on eBay recently. That is, that one is uh, typically very expensive, I believe. Yeah. Well, and another interesting thing is that it did get made into a video game. Um, oh, I didn't know that. In fact, it got made made to a video game, and it forced Sierra to rename one of their games, their fran- game franchises. Because they had a game called Heroes Quest, and they renamed it to Quest for Glory when uh, Milton Bradley released the Heroes Quest computer game. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So it's just kind of this this funny little thing. There are two of them. There was Heroes Quest and Hero Quest Two: Legacy of Sorasi, I think something yep. like that. I don't know how it's pronounced. I do want to yeah. talk about one more board game though, Uh-oh. and that was Nightmare. Uh, that game is freaking sweet because it was basically, I don't know if you guys remember these, uh, these games, but they were video cassette companions. So you had a VHS tape, you popped it in and at certain timestamps, yeah, the game would pop up and scare the fucking pants off of you. I know (laughs) what you're talking about now. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Cause you've got, you've got time cards, you've got fake cards. Your goal is to get all the keys in order to unlock the gate. And, and you know, banish the gatekeeper, like lock the gate back up, banish the gatekeeper back into the nightmare dimension. I remember seeing commercials for this shit. Yeah, it's so good because you've got these time cards that at a certain time you have to do, perform this action. And it actually gives you like charade actions that you have to do. And if you perform them adequately and then you, you get a certain benefit or if you perform them poorly, the, the benefit goes away. There's also fake cards. Like if, if Anne de Chantrain lands on your gravestone, toss the coin. Heads, she's banished to the black hole. Tails, return the card to the back of the pack. It's, it's just these weird little uh, mini fate cards, chant cards, stuff like that. It's, it's a, it was a fun game. And the guy they got to play the gatekeeper always scared the shit out of me every single fucking time because he gets he starts out as a regular looking human and as the game progresses he starts getting more and more disgusting looking and then he eventually turns into basically the fucking crypt keeper from tales of the crypt nice <laughs> it, it was it was a very fun game it yeah, last there were a games few of those games hour. i think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah there were like uh, I, I there was a, play that one but i think 
I had a couple of friends who owned one of the other ones and it was pretty funny. But yeah, there were there was a very interesting concept of like they do a lot better now with a DVD, but you know yeah. <laughs> they um, were Dragon really cool Strike. for their time. Yeah, Dragon Strike, for example, was like a and d type of board game with a VHS companion. Super fun game. Oh yeah. god. I just want to play those now. Do it. I know I never will again, but I want They're to. They're probably on YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. I know the Action Max games are. So <laughs> I, I can't imagine why the uh, the Nightmare VHS tape wouldn't be. It'd I mean, be I guess you of, need the other stuff, right? You need the board, the board itself. Yeah, we could do. We could recreate it on Roll Twenty. No big deal. We got this. Well, what does they so, already have? It's possible, but I I know someplace they probably have recreated it, which is something we should probably talk about. What about Shoot. something like Tabletop Simulator? Oh man, because that's one of the things about Tabletop Simulator. Because I bought it to mess with some stuff, but True. the Steam Workshop store for Tabletop Simulator is the hive of scum and villainy <laughs> of board really games. Is. Like there, are, people have remade board games for use with Tabletop Simulator that are just blatantly illegal copyright infringement stuff. Like you can download Heroes Quest and play it on Tabletop Simulator. You can download Munchkin and play it on Tabletop Simulator. Hungry, it's- hungry hoppos. I don't know. If, oh, actually, <laughs> I I the Pokemon would not be <laughs> Is there a Pokemon board game? Well, there's a Pokemon miniatures game, so it's probably been adapted. Um, I know the Fantasy Flight Games X-wing miniatures game has been adapted for it. Oh, like, damn. like I mean, it is ridiculous the amount of stuff that has been ported over to Tabletop Simulator. Paul, um, it sounds like there's a new way for you to play Blood Bowl. <laughs> sounds yes. great. All, all of all of the Warhammer stuff has been ported over. Like, I'm, oh I, shit, it, man! By the way, they actually do craziness. have that nightmare on video video on YouTube. The entire hour long video. Yeah, we need to work this out somehow. I'd be in. Um, man, you know how I sounded really excited about all that piracy? That was meant to be discussed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ugh, they have a bunch of Warhammer shit on there. Gross. <laughs> hey, there you I go, love Tony. You guys. But I is Donzo. Cool. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler's cool. Tyler's uh got to catch you in the AM, my friend. Yeah, he is on his it's way good. out. Well, it's we'll cool it, it is time for us to wrap up, I think. I just yeah. I I just wanted to mention tabletop simulator because it is yeah. a very interesting computer game that allows you to play like literally any board game. And there are board games specifically developed for tabletop simulator. Yeah. Like so, I mean it's it's a cool thing. And if you like board games and want to play them online with friends, it is definitely an option. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally not gonna buy it and get all I'm the, absolutely not gonna buy that at all. Get all that gross, gross pirated material. Yeah. I, I will say one thing though. I got to ask you guys: Where can our listeners find you if they're really looking for you? Uh, what Tyler? What's your address? Oh, I, I meant, you gave whoa, yours whoa, on. I was asking where the listeners can find where, us. Where can they find you on the internets? Oh, okay. well, actually, if you just uh, take a beer, write Dave on it, and put it in the mailbox. It'll get to me. <laughs> Isn't we think we can get them with for a long time? <laughs> yeah, I, I just did, I just did it to see Dad's reaction. I, I will appreciate that every time you do it too. Uh, you can you can find. Me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Paul. 
Uh, you can find us on tadpog.com. Uh, that is that is where uh, you can find all our uh, podcast episodes mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we do. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You just search Tadpog. iTunes, SoundCloud, yeah. Stitcher. You, you got the. You got it. All the things, really. All, all the things. things that we can do. We're very available. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So available. Anyway, <laughs> I'm ready to be elegant anytime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so our next Game Corner episode uh, was actually chosen by you guys. It'll be Battle Block Theater by The Behemoth. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, we're, we're prepping up, gearing up for our uh, next uh, favorites episode. Uh, Dan chose Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana. Um, I'm still working through that. It's it's still enjoyable uh, after all these years. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us over at uh, loadcart.com. If Loadcart you... Gaming. Do you guys uh do you guys also own loadedcart.com? No, we don't. We should. We should. If, if it's available, yeah, why not? Forward yeah, that shit. Because I think it's ridiculously expensive if it um, is not. Yeah, anyway. that does sound like one that would be super expensive. Anyway, we also, if you want to just get into contact with us, you can email us over at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. You can find me at Paul Cluel on Twitter. Dan runs the at loaded cart account and also at Chop the Viking. If you grab us, if you want to find us on social media, just find us in the show notes at loadedcartgaming.com. And if you love us, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever you're listening to. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadedcartgaming. And check out anything of Tadpogs at their Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash Tadpog. Hey, thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. Sorry for keeping you up so late, Tyler. He is in bed, so I will speak on his behalf. Uh, (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. I just just wanted to apologize because I'm sure he'll listen to this later. Because... <laughs> we love you, he's Tyler. Fine. He's fine. It's no big deal. He's okay. Well, here is some smooth jazz to play Tyler out. <laughs> Since we're fucking around, we're going to do this just for fun fully working. Beautiful. Yep. Good fully work. We're going to do that. It's, Good a job, game we, it's a game we play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Tyler took his medicine. She's Christian Grey. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. So... Hex, shards of fate. Yeah. Please tell so, us more. So, so the two interesting Pegging things. shards of asshole. <laughs> we've made it. We've reached. We've reached critical mass. Uh, I hope you guys uh, have no, enjoyed your show. No, no, it's not that bad if you approach it properly. <laughs> it's 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 fine. In twenty minutes, he'll be asleep. <laughs> uh, Okay, Paul, there's your stinger right there. <laughs> You're not going to leave that in the main segment? I don't understand. I, but, but I make such a better stinger. <laughs> we could leave it in the main segment, but the stinger needs to be great, and that was perfect. Yeah. All right. It's your show. It's a Curious. Doggle. I see the yeah. doggle. Yeah.
the other yes we see your dog it's in the a, background it's, it's distracting us i'm sorry <laughs> oh I, I did notice that the best part about it is that it's free to play yeah that dog is free to play <laughs> the, the dog <laughs> mad let me free to play with that dog <laughs> Christ. <laughs> hey guys, I'm sorry that we ruined your podcast tonight. No, we're good. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, there's a how many how many M bombs would it take then for me to? <laughs> I could edit those out. Just you know, make sure to string them together. God, ball of all the things you could have said, that was probably the worst. <laughs> Oh no, go full tilt. No, I can edit it. I'll get all of them. Don't, all of you can't just, do what you couldn't do more I mean, than two hundred. I'll get all of them. Just be as racist as you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think I need to drink some water and smooth all this out. No, no. I am stoked. This is the best. Now that I've had this, the rest of the container of fire shine and some of this wine and my sleeping pills and I got my pizza, I do not mind telling you guys 100% that Harrison Ford's an asshole. Again with Harrison Ford? Again You're back Harrison on Harrison Ford. I'm back on it. Are you I like sure you him. want that to be the stinger? Well, that could be a stinger too. I like him. You got a lot of options, I feel like. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of fodder in here for Stinger material. Welcome to our 20-minute episode. You're, you're uh, welcome. Followed by 40 minutes of Stinger. <laughs> All right. I would actually do that. I'm going to go pee again and get a piece of pizza. <laughs> Excellent. Be right back. <laughs>